Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of AdMail. This is Adam Bergman, founder and CEO of IRA Financial. I'm here to help you find the answers to the most frequently asked questions from my clients about self-directed retirement accounts. If you want to learn more, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on social media. Just search IRA Financial. Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of AdMail. This is Adam Bergman, IRA Financial, and on today's episode, got three really, really, really good questions from three super smart individuals. And uh, I'm just gonna jump right into it so um, we don't waste any time and can spend our time going through some of these uh, really good questions. So the first one is from Alina D. And she says, I have a solo 401k. I'm a trustee. I'm planning to purchase and rehab a property. After the rehab, can I sell it to myself or transfer to my name through the refinancing with the mortgage company and return money back into solo K so I can use them again? So Alina, thank you for the question. This is the answer. Essentially, unless you're 59 and a half, you're not allowed to take a distribution, whether it's cash or in-kind like property from your 401k unless it's for hardship. So if you want to use the asset or somehow own it personally, and you're under 59 and a half, you're not going to be able to do it. We know you cannot sell it to yourself because that would violate the prohibited transaction rules under Internal Revenue Code Section 4975. So that's out of the window. What's next? Well, distributions, if you're under 59 and a half, you're not going to be able to. You're likely not going to be able to claim hardship to get the property out. So that's kind of out of the window. Third, you can close your plan, but that will require you to roll the funds into an IRA and the asset into the IRA. And then from the IRA, you can take the in-kind distribution. Now, again, if you're under 59 and a half, you're going to pay tax and a 10% penalty on the value of the property if you do an in-kind distribution through an IRA to get around the trigger and event rules in the 401k plan. If you are over 59 and a half, then yes, you can take an in-kind distribution from the 401k, pay tax, not penalty, but tax on the fair market value of the property. That is essentially akin to just selling it to yourself for value. And this way you essentially own the property personally, you change the title, you pay tax on your return and you own the property personally, but you can't get the funds back into your plan once that happens. Once you own a property personally, it's it. It's tainted. You own it personally. You're not going to be able to recontribute that to the 401k plan after 60 days, assume you do a uh, full distribution after 60 days, it becomes taxable, it's in your name, and you're not able to transfer it back. So, um, Lena, if you're under 59 and a half, it's going to be hard. You're going to have to basically get into an IRA by closing the plan. If you're over 59 and a half, you'll pay tax. Once it's in your name after 60 days, it's yours, and you're not going to be able to get any of those assets back into uh, the 401k. So, Something to consider also the uh, taxes due on the fair market value of the asset, which essentially includes debt also. So just be cautious of that. Second question is from YouTube. And the YouTube listener or watcher wants to know, could a self-employed person deploy a combination strategy of using a deferred 19,500, 20% of compensation profit sharing, and then contribute the 57K shortfall, let's say 20K, as an after-tax contribution? So the answer is yes. You have three buckets of potential contributions to a solo 401k, so long as your plan documents allow for it. Number one, employee deferrals, which in 2020 and 2021, 
19,500 or 26,000 if you're over 50. Then there's the second component, the profit sharing bucket, which is either 20% of your compensation, net schedule C, if you're self-employed or a single member LLC, or 25% of your comp if you're a W-2 employee. And that is pure profit sharing. That is only pre-tax, where employee deferral can be done pre-tax and Roth. Now, the aggregate, the 415 limit, is the most you can contribute to a plan, is the lesser of what you earn during that year, or 57,000 or 63,500 if you're over 50, or 58,000, 64,500 if you're over 15, 20, 21. So if you take those two buckets, let's say you make 100,000 bucks, you're self-employed, okay, under 50. So you do 19,500 to max out. You don't have to, right? Elective employee deferrals are elective. You can put a dollar in, you can put in 19,500. It's your call. Let's say you max out. You put in 19,500 and then you do a 20% of your 100. Keep it simple. That's 39,500. And you know you technically can go up to 57 because that's the 415 limit. So if your plan allows for it and you have a solo 401k, you can then take advantage of the third bucket called the true after tax bucket. And the way that bucket works is it's dollar for dollar like an employee deferral, but it's not tax deductible. It's an after tax. So you then put the shortfall in, right? That 20 plus the 19 is 37 is 39.5. So then you take... Um, let's say another 27.5 and you dump it in after tax. You can then convert it to Roth if you wish into the plan or you can actually move it to a Roth IRA and then or a traditional IRA and then convert it to Roth uh, in an IRA. So you have some options. But yes, to answer your question, you could, so long as your plan documents allow for it and IRA financial plan documents do allow for it, you can take advantage of the three buckets. Employee elective deferrals, 19.5 or 26 if you're over 50, the 20 or 25% profit sharing. And then when you add that up, if you're under the 57 or 63.5 or 58 or 64.5 in 2021, or what you've earned, right? So if you've only earned 25,000, you're only gonna be able to put up to essentially 25,000 in. Again, you have to take out Medicare and Social Security, but just to keep the example simple, if you earn 25,000 after Medicare and self-employment tax, Social Security, you can only contribute that, right? But if you made 100,000, you have the potential to go up to the 57, the 415 limit, but you need to take advantage of that after-tax bucket because if you just added the employee deferral and the profit sharing, that's not gonna get you to 57, right? In that example, if you're in 100K, it's 20 plus 19.5, which is 39.5. Now you have some more wiggle room, um, you know, about 18,000 or so um, to go up. So um, again, if you want to take advantage of the after-tax bucket and your plan allows for it, you can do that up to the 415 limit or uh, what you've earned, and then you can convert that to Roth in the plan, or you can roll that immediately to an after-tax traditional IRA and then convert it to Roth. So good question. A lot of people don't realize that, and they don't take advantage of that extra bucket of cash that's available for them through the after-tax contribution window. Um, Just something that uh, if you're looking to max out and dump more money into a retirement plan, yes, it's not tax deductible, but the money grows faster when it's not subject to pa- tax through the power of tax deferral, compounding interest, or tax-free growth in the case of a Roth. So something to be aware of. Good question. Third question from YouTube again. I'm getting a lot of questions on YouTube. So thanks everyone who's 
sending me questions. I, I try to answer all of them. There's some really, really good ones. Uh, again, really excited. We got a, a million minutes watched in 2020. Hopefully we'll get to 2 million in 2021. Um, again, subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already. Uh, also, all, all my podcasts, Adam Talks, Ad Mail and Ad Bits, three weekly podcasts that uh, I think if you're interested in uh, self-directed retirement accounts and tax retirement investments and a, a tax attorney's alternative take, I think you'll really enjoy those three pods. So check them out. You can pick them up anywhere you listen to podcasts, whether it's Spotify, Apple, SoundCloud, um, no problem. They're all free and they're all for your enjoyment. Third, can I fund my solo 401k using crypto or must contributions be made in US dollars? Well, another YouTube question. And unfortunately, as of 2020, even though you may consider cryptocurrency a currency, guess what? The IRS considers it property as per 2014-21 IRS notice. So you technically can't make contributions of property to an IRA. You can roll over cryptos or you can buy cryptos in an IRA. But if you want to fund an IRA and either get a tax deductible contribution or a Roth contribution, it must be done in the good old US of A dollar. So maybe in the future, you'll be able to make contributions in crypto. You know, I just read an article that a football player decided to get paid in Bitcoin or at least a pro rata portion of his salary. So basically what they did is they just sent the money to an exchange and converted it to crypto. But he, they didn't actually pay him Bitcoin. He actually just got the U.S. dollars, the fiat, and just converted it to Bitcoin uh, as part of a salary. So we're not there yet. The IRS is going to make sure, I believe, that Bitcoin is not treated as a cryptocurrency, as not uh, a U.S. currency or any type of dual currency. It's not in the interest of the U.S. Treasury, the government, or probably any U.S. citizen to have a weak or, or valueless U.S. dollar, uh, because anyone who doesn't hold the alternative, i.e. Bitcoin or, or the right crypto, would not be happy. So we have the strongest economy in the world, the strongest currency in the world, and I don't think the U.S. government's going to be super excited about giving that up. So I don't see any chance in the near term for cryptocurrency to be considered a currency by the IRS. It's clear as per IRS notice 2014-21 that it's treated as property, just like stocks or real estate. Um, it's taxed as property, short-term, long-term capital gains. Um, yes, you could use Bitcoin or other Ethereum or other cryptos as a currency to, to buy a car or do something like that. But the IRS is not going to let you make the contribution of crypto to an IRA or 401k and, and get treated as uh, a contribution as per uh, IRS rule. So good question. Um, don't think that's going to change in the near term. So um but really appreciate the question. And uh, again, thank you everyone for sending in your questions. You can do them through YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn. You can send an email to info diary financial. And I promise uh, I will do my best to answer them, uh, me or my team. And if you're lucky enough, I will um, spotlight it on, on ad mail and go through it in, in more detail than, than a written uh, response. So again, thank you uh, for all your support. Uh, I know 2020 has been a, an awfully crazy upside down year, and I, I hope 2021 uh, is, is a better year for everyone, more prosperous, healthier, more joyous um, for, for the whole self-directed retirement nation. Stay healthy and uh, talk to everyone again next week. Uh, be well. Mm -hmm.